Hey everybody, welcome back to Live for Sports. My name is Nathan. Welcome to the back-to-back episode, back-to-back days. Back alone this time. NHL draft is tomorrow. Well, as this episode gets dropped, NHL draft is that day. So, I'm going over my full lottery. I have done my research, right? I've done my homework on this. I've looked at film on some of the scouts. Or on the prospects, sorry, like, I've done my scouting, read what the scouts have said, read what teams' articles have said, like, where I've heard whispers, where I think everyone's going to go. So, really in-depth mock draft. So, it better be right. <laughs> um, and then I will get into my bolt, some players, some picks I could see on the move tomorrow during draft day, and then... Also some bold takes because I think there could be some wild moves happening tomorrow, potentially. So let's get into it. Simmons, is this the dagger? Besser scores! And Vladdy drills it to left field. Wilson is chased, throws it up for grabs. He's got McCann. What a play, what a goal! So, start off on my mock draft. Number one pick, the Montreal Canadiens are going to select, and there's some debate on this now. I think it's Shane Wright still, though. And it's been, oh, Slavkovsky has come in. He's kind of made his way into the number one conversation, even though Shane Wright has been, like, the consensus number one for years after he got exceptional status into the OHL. No, Almost no one gets that. He's been dubbed as like a generational talent. I, I'm not sold on the fact that he's going to be that. I think he's probably going to be a number one center. I do. Um, I think his floor is probably a second line center that like maybe like what Nuge level is. I could see. I could see that we're a first overall pick and he doesn't really turn out to be the first overall pick that everyone thought like superstar player. Kind of like Nuge. Nuge is still a really good player. Don't get me wrong. He's just not a superstar like everyone thought he probably should have been. I think he's probably great playmaker, good hands, pretty sneaky good shot. Probably, I think, should be like a 30-goal scorer a lot of the time throughout his career. I think it's, like, good, but it's just not, like, elite. So it's not going to be 40, 50 goals, right? Personally, I think. Solid defensively already. And with more time, he's going to develop into a really good two-way center and... If I'm giving a player comparison, I know everyone's tabbed him as this. It's a Patrice Bergeron-type level player, and you want those kind of guys on your team, and I think the Habs are going to stick with their guy here at number one. Number two, New Jersey, I think, is going to take Slavkovsky. Um, also, if I say names wrong, it's my fault, but like these names are very hard to pronounce. Um, he's worked his number way up into number one conversation. But I think he's just a little bit too late. I think if he started his climb a little bit earlier, he might be able to, been able to take it. But I think he's going to fall to number two. New Jersey's going to pick up. He's a 6'4", right? Big power forward. He's got speed. He didn't really put up like the godly numbers a top pick normally probably should when they're getting drafted. He only had 10 points in 31 games in the league, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Um... 
but he was playing against ex-NHL players, and it is a pro league, so you can't blame him. 10 points in 31 games against pro players at 17 years old. Pretty solid, if you ask me. Very good player on the bo- along the boards already. He's very elite in that regard, and he can protect the puck really well and has actually really good hands for his size, to be honest, at 6'4". Um, he does need his speed and skating ability, which we worked on a little bit, even though I just said he's kind of fast. No, it's I was lying. <laughs> he, he'll need to work on it a little bit, but like, if you am giving a player comp, maybe Andre Svechnikov out in Carolina, and Svechnikov's turned out pretty good, I would say, for Carolina. I think they would agree. Number three, I have Arizona selecting Logan Cooley. He played for the U.S. National Development Program this past season. He scored 64 points in 43 games. Like, scouts have been calling him a very skilled and matured skater with a strong set of hands, hockey IQ, and he's got actually a good two-way game, to be honest. He's only 5'10 and only 174 pounds, so he definitely needs to maybe, hopefully, grow an inch or two. I doubt he probably would, but, like, put on 15 pounds at least I would say so he can compete in the NHL um I've heard a lot of scouts say he's kind of similar to Mitch Marner which like I can understand but he's also a center whereas Marner's not he's a winger so that's an added bonus and I could see him drop into four but he's probably a lock for top three he might even go two to be honest like maybe Slavkowski doesn't go at two but I feel like New Jersey needs a winger more than they need the center because they got Heischer and Hughes already. So, yeah, needs to work on his strength and to become one of the great two-way players in the league. And Arizona, for them, I mean, they're heavily invested in the rebuild right now. They literally just need to be drafting best available at all times right now. I think that's what any team mostly should do, but like especially when you're rebuilding like this, you need to be drafting best player available. Cooley is the best available player at number three, in my mock at least. Number four, I have the Kraken selecting Simone Nemec. I don't know if I'm going to say that wrong wrong or right, but like Simone Nemec, Nemec, however you want to say it. Played in the Slovakian Professional League this year. He had 26 points in 39 games as a defenseman. But he only scored one goal. Apparently, like, he does actually possess a pretty good shot. I, from what I've heard scouts say, it's just, like, the numbers weren't really there for him this season. He's a solid two-way puck-moving defenseman, which is something almost any NHL ne- team needs. Almost, like, your entire top six should be solid two-way defensemen for the most part. And the teams need that on the back end. Smooth skater with strong poise and a great transition game, scouts have said. His only thing is he can be a bit of a risk taker, and I've seen that on film a little bit. And he can struggle at times when handling the puck. Maybe if he's under put under too much pressure, he'll cough it up, right? Get a chance. Uh, but he's six foot one. He's a right hand shot defenseman. Teams dream of players at six one on the right side. I think like that's what you need to be successful in the league. Uh, but yeah, I think Seattle's going to scoop up, up here, and they drafted center last year in Matty Beneers. I think they go defenseman here this year. Even And Nemec is the best player available at four, I think, and I think that's what they need to be doing at this time anyways. Number five, I have the Flyers going Matt Savoy here. He put up 90 points in 65 games, 
playing for the Kootenai Ice in the WHL. Really great set of offensive skills you wanted forward, in, especially in today's game. He's very good skating ability. Playmaking and creativity is really good, and he has a good shot. The only thing is his defense is kind of like his knock on him, and to become a very effective NHL player, he'll need to work on that. But, like, he's got top-line potential written all over him. And, honestly, he has star player written all over him if he can work on that defense a little bit. Just, like, his his offense ability puts him right up there. And, at times, he also can look to pass the puck instead of shoot it. I've seen that on film also. And, like, that's easily corrected with the right development. And maybe the Flyers aren't that great of a development with John Tortorell there now, but... You could go forward or defense. Like, they could go Yurchek, I believe that's how you pronounce his name. I don't even know. Um, They they could go forward, too. But I think they're going to go forward in the end just because they traded Claude Giroux at the deadline. Their franchise centerman kind of need to fill that hole up, I would say. So, that's why I have them going Savoy here. At number six, I have... And also, before I get into Columbus... They hold pick six, and their GM said, expect some fireworks or something with this pick or something. So, and I did kind of go pick fireworks with this pick. I went with Joachim Kemmel, and he's kind of like not as high up on draft boards, I guess. Well, he is, but like, um, where does, Bob McKenzie has him ranked seventh. And I want to look at this crate buttons list. Where does he have them? If it will load. There we go. Uh, he has him at three, actually. I think that's too high, but I think Kemmel's going to go six here. I think he's like another Finnish guy, and I think Kekalainen is, fi- Kekalainen is Finnish. I know he's a Finnish GM. And I think... There's just some sort of connection there that he's going to like. I don't know, personally. Scored 15 goals in t- for 23 points in 39 games in, in the league of this season. And he possesses one of the top shots, if not the top shot in this year's draft with his wrist shot, or whether it's wrist shot or slap shot, to be honest. Good puck skills, and he uses them to beat his defenders off rushes. His skating tried will need work, along with his ability to make quicker decisions. But shouldn't be an issue. And I think, imagine adding him to a team that already has Patrick Laine's shot on it. That's two nice-looking right-hand shots on your team, to be honest. So I have him going... Oh, nice voice crack. <laughs> I have them going Camel here. So at number seven, Sens are going to take Der- D- David Jirichek or Jirichek. I don't know how you say the name. It's very, it, it's Czech, he's from Czechia, so it's hard to say what it is. He's six foot three right shot defenseman out of the Czech Republic. He has drawn comparisons to the to that of Mo Sider in Detroit, and if you're getting a Sider level player, I'd be pretty happy because I love Mo Sider on the Canucks. He's a perfect fit for the Canucks. Too bad we can't trade for him. He put up 11 points in 29 games this year. And he plays a strong physical two-way game with the ability to work the blue line actually really effectively. And he's really actually really good at finding a good shooting lane. 
good gap control in Edwork as well, one on defense. The scouts have said that his decision-making, along with his acceleration, are his biggest needs of improvement. But that's that's fixable, right? I think the Sens could go either forward or D-man. They kind of need a winger to add to their top six. But, I mean, I think D-man is a bigger area of need. I think they need a right shot on that for them. And I think Yurchek is the best available player on the board, which you need to be drafting. They could go wild here. Like, the Sens have gone way off the board before, but I think if Yurchek is here for them, they're going to take him. If not, expect something crazy, maybe, to be honest. At number eight, I have the... I have the Detroit Red Wings selecting Jonathan Leckery... Leckery Maki, I'm going to say his name is. Lecker Maki, maybe. Um, So they have... Basically, three areas to improve on, and it's honestly anything but goalie they have to improve on. Um, and they could even take another right shot defenseman that could play behind Mo Sider, but they could. But it's basically centerman, winger, right shot demon, I think, are the three areas in need. And I would love, I think they would love for your check to fall to them or even um nemec to fall to them but i don't think they will so i'm gonna take have him taking liquor maki he's 511 on the wing with elite he's possesses a lethal shot great arsenal of offensive tools already and pairing up on a line with lucas raymond who possesses dual threat ability to score and create for his line mates very very dangerous combination if those two ever got on a line together uh, he'll need to work on his defense awareness. It, it needs most players do need help defensively coming in, but again, he needs the defense awareness help, and he'll need to get stronger and more physical. I think, but I don't, and it, and I might be reaching on him going here, but I don't think they're that afraid to do it because I remember everyone thought Mo Sider was a reach. What what has Mo Sider turned out to be? The Calder Trophy winner, probably a top fifteen defenseman in the league already. He's that good. So I don't think Iserman's that afraid to reach down and go grab him. At number nine, I have the Sabres selecting Cutter Gauthier. I think they're pretty set on defense with Owen Power and Rasmus Dahlin. So even though Owen Power hasn't made his debut yet, I think that. They're pretty sad on that left side. They could go right knee in here, but once again, there's nobody available that I would like them to take. So I all of them go Gauthier. And he's mainly a left winger, but he has the ability to slot in the middle of the ice if teams see a fit, more of a fit there. And could play either or for them. 6-2 power forward, who scouts say his explosive skating and... He has explosive skating and a solid two-way game. And it's kind of weird that he's power forward with explosive skating. And the only person that I could see saying the same thing about is Chris Kreider. And he, and they also, scouts have also said he has a great wrist shot. Kreider has a really good wrist shot. So he could be a very nice comparable there. He does need to become more consistent. He has times this year where he just didn't really produce. And it could cause him to fall down in the draft, which could be scared for teams, which is why they might fall. And 
they might be afraid that, oh, if he's not consistent, he might be a bust, whatever. I don't think he'll fall a crazy amount. I think Bob McKenzie has him ranked at like number five on his list on prospect on his prospect list. I don't think he'll fall that much. So I, I'll say nine's a solid spot for him. And I think the Sabres could use another big speedy guy up front. Number 10, I have the decks selecting Kevin Korchinski. Um, I think they could definitely go grab another winger in this. And I, to, and that would be to pair beside either Zegras or McTavish in the future. But, I mean, and they also do have Drysdale and they have, uh, well, what's his name? Uh, they have another defense prospect. Fuck, I can't remember his name though. Uh, but I think they'll go another one here. Uh, Korczynski is a 6'2", 185-pound left-shot D-man. Very skilled offensively already. He has good ability to rush the puck with his smooth skating ability, and he has good vision enough to find his open teammate breaking into the zone. Defensive end is where he struggles. He's definitely more of an offensive D-man than he is a two-way or defensive D-man, so we'll definitely need to tidy that up coming in the league. And a little bit of his consistency, too, because at times he just has a tendency to force plays which result in turnovers and then the other team going back the other way and having a high danger chance. But, I and I mean, he's been all over draft boards and I've seen him high, like that this high, and then I've seen him way lower. I think 10's a good spot. I think the Ducks, I've heard, are interested in him, maybe. So I think I'll, they'll go here. At 11, I have the Sharks taking Frank Nazar. And to be honest, I have no idea which way the Sharks are going to go with this pick. They just hired a new GM in Mike Greer, the first black GM in NHL history. I have no idea where he could go on this one. Like, he, we don't know what kind of system or team he wants to build in San Jose. So... You'll get a clue of it who on who he picks, I guess, but I have no clue. I'm guessing on this pick. I'm guessing on all these, but this is the one I'm guessing on the most. I think they need to add more skill up front, though, I think, and Nazar has that potential. 5'10", 174 pounds, needs to add on some weight, I think, to compete at the NHL level. Probably around 15 pounds, maybe a little bit more. Great skating ability already, though with high-end top speed, and he has the potential to be a really solid two-way player in the NHL. And he honestly screams top six potential in my eyes. And he plays either right wing or center, so that's a versatility a lot of teams like to have. I think he's got a lot of potential. I think he'll go 11. And I think the... But honestly, no idea which way the Sharks are going to go with this. They could draft anyone... We we don't know what type of what type of pick their new GM is going to pull off. Um, so here we go with number twelve. Columbus is back on the clock. Second pick of the lottery. I think they'll snag. Oh, don't. This is going to be wrong. I know it will. Pavel Mintikov. Mintikov. I believe it's how you say it. Probably wrong, but um, 6'1", left-handed shot defenseman from Russia originally, but played his junior hockey for the Saginaw Spirit. He put up 62 points in 67 games this year for the Spirit. 
and he showcased his skating, his speed, and his offensive talent from the back end. Um, the only thing is, and again, he's more of an offensive guy. He needs to work on his positioning on the defensive end as well as his defensive zone exits with the puck. I don't know if he's necessarily a top-pairing D-man in the future, but I think he's got top-four potential. And, I mean, if you're playing behind Renski on the second pair and then he's grabbing the power play, some power play time, that's a nice pace for the Jackets going forward. They need, they just need a lot of nice pieces right now. They're, they're a couple years away from being good again, I would say. Probably two years. At 13, I have the New York Islanders going Brad Lambert here. And... Honestly, match made in heaven pick. Oh, I said his uncle is that coach. Um, was it his uncle or was it his father? I'm going to have to do some research here. Hold on. Um, uh, where is this? Where is this? Why can't I find this? Hold on. I think I'm about to find it. Oh, no, I know where it is. I know where it is. Hold on. Yeah, anyways, Lambert's dad, or uncle or dad, where's the Islanders here? Here we go. Load this website up. Yeah, no, it's his uncle. His uncle is the head coach. So I did have it right in my notes. Um, so, match made in heaven, right? And it would honestly make a really cool draft night story for his uncle's be the new head coach of the Islanders, getting it to coach his nephew. I mean... That's a pretty dope story. And I think he's exactly what the Isles need in the future. He's got... Oh my god, these voice cracks. He, he's he got good speed and scoring ability up front. And the only thing is he does need to learn to better utilize his teammates around him. And I think he can just get into a mode where he's like just wants to skate through everyone and take over himself. But... That's got to change at the NHL level. You're not going to really do that all the time unless you're Connor McDavid and you're not named Connor McDavid. And it was crazy because he was once considered like a lock for top five pick, and then he just had a bad season this year and dropped all the way down to draft boards. And he could go as high as like eight or seven or something like that. But I'm, I think eight to 12 range is potential. But honestly, he could go down. Eight to 12 is where I think he'll go. I have him dropping 13th, actually, though, in mine. Um, but I've seen him as low as, like, 21. So if he goes that far, that's, that could be a steal. But he's very boomer bust, in my opinion. <coughs> Winnipeg Jets, I have selecting Connor Geeky, the local kid playing for the Winnipeg Ice. And I think he's going to stay in town in my mock. And they are potentially reaching on him a bit. But I think they're going to draft another center because it doesn't sound like Pierre-Luc Dubois wants to re-sign in Winnipeg. I could see him being traded. I could see Shifley being traded, and maybe not this season, but next offseason. I think one of them's going to leave soon. 
6-3 center, put up 70 points in 63 WHL games this year. He possesses a good offensive arsenal when inside the offensive zone. Note, he's not a very good skater, right? And his stride is, like, kind of wonky. He needs, definitely needs some tuning. He needs to, like, bend his knees more, I've seen scouts say, when he skates. He also does have to be a bit more consistent in the defensive end. And I honestly think he could go as high as 10 and as late as falling into the 30s, I've seen. Like 31, 30. He's probably a first-round pick. I think he'll be going the 10 to 20 range, to be honest. I think Jets grab him at 14, even though it might be a bit of a reach. Number 15, Vancouver Canucks, my team. I think they're going to select Marco Casper, and I really like the idea of it. Um, JT Miller is on his way out. I don't think he's coming back to Vancouver. I think he's getting traded, and I think he's getting traded tomorrow. So we'll see, but I think they're going to draft his replacement here at, in Casper at 15. He's a 6'1", 183-pound left shot center. He uses his size well to create havoc for teams, and even for goalies too. He gets in front of the net really well. He moves actually really well for someone of his size I've seen and can hold his own on the defensive end. He'll need to improve his offensive repertoire coming into the league, I think, like his shooting and stick handling mainly. But if he does develop that, and he could be a nice like diamond in the rough prospect if he does develop that offense. And for the idea of trading, well, no, I'll get into the Miller stuff later. 16, I have the Buffalo Sabres selecting Daniel Yurov. This is my final pick of the my mock. I just did the lottery picks only. I think they doubled double down on forwards this draft because they got power and they got Dolly already, right? They don't really need to draft anyone else unless there is a best player available there for them. He he struggled in the KHL, Yurov did, once he got there. He went pointless in 21 games. Not maybe his fault, though. I don't really know how much he was playing over there, but the tendency is that they get less ice time. The coaches like to play their vets more and like trust them more. In, in Russia, but like in the Russian Junior League, which is the MHL, I, it's not actually called the Russian Junior League, he was like almost too good for it. He was putting up 36 points in 23 games, and if he had stayed there for the full season, he was on pace to lead the league in points. Good hockey sense and speed, and he, he, has, he is 6'1", and he does use his body well physically. Uh, he needs to work on his shot selection and his power as well as his back-checking. And he's definitely a development prospect. Like, he's not going to make an impact right away. He'll take a year or two, I, probably two years, before he comes over and can make an impact. But I think the Sabres are gonna, or can afford to wait on him, and I think they'll potentially hit the jackpot with him. So, on to our, my players slash picks section on the move. So I have listed a couple players that I think are potential names to watch and the teams listed. And then I have more players who I think could be on the move. No teams listed with them. And then I have picks that a couple picks I think that could also be on the move. So number one, JT Miller, obviously get in that first. Um, JT Miller is as good as gone from Vancouver. They are not close on an extension by the sounds of it. They've tried to make one last push at it. It doesn't sound like it's going to happen. Miller, 
I think his nail in the coffin was when Besser resigned because once Besser resigned, it's like okay, somebody's on their way out of Garland and Miller. Miller's gonna fetch the better return. I think it's Miller. And also we have uh, Klimovich. Is that how you say his name? Probably wrong, but um, no, not Klimovich. What am I think? What am I? Why can't I remember this? Um, Kuzmenko. What the hell? <laughs> I was thinking of our, our second round prospect from last year. No, um, Kuzmenko. We signed him. <laughs> um, I think I think it's likely he's gone. The two names I've heard the most are the Rangers and the Capitals. Capitals, I don't think, are really going to be a factor, honestly. I. It sounds like Nick Backstrom will play next season at some point, so why would they trade another, for another center? I don't know. Maybe go all in at it. I just don't like the Capitals' package they can offer back to us, to be honest. But I think... To the Rangers, I really like a potential package we could get out of them, whether it's Heedle and Lundqvist or something, and and picks for, for them. I really like that package. Um, the Devils, I've heard rumors of too. A Jesper Bratt package. Canucks fans want the second overall pick. I don't really know if we're gonna actually going to get our wish for that. I've heard the Islanders' name get thrown around. I have heard the Leafs have been thrown around, although I highly, highly doubt it. And I've heard the Hurricanes too, which I could see because they have a couple young guys that they need to resign, and they could just say, okay, let's just move these guys out, go get Miller, right? But yeah, Miller, I think, will be traded during the draft day tomorrow. I, th- I think it's happening. Mark my words. I think it's happening. Miller's getting traded tomorrow. And it hurts me to say that because I love JT Miller, but... I think for the Canucks to win a Stanley Cup, you can't re-sign Miller. To win a Stanley Cup, you have to trade Miller. You have to prepare for the future. You can't be paying a 30-year-old $9 million or whatever he wants. You need to make a hard choice, and I think this is the hard choice that you have to make, and that's trading JT Miller. Um, Matt Kachuk's name has popped up recently in the past few days. I don't really have any teams I've heard I've just heard his name he might want out of Calgary um and he might just take his qualifying offer this year and then leave as a UFA next year so the Flames honestly might be if he does want to do that you might be smart to move him now so that you do get a return I don't really haven't really heard any teams necessarily I'm gonna I've my brother is a Flames fan diehard and he thinks that he could see a fit on the blues because he is from there so i'll list them as one of my teams and another one and this is kind of me just going off on i think the ottawa senators are going to be interested in him and i would not be surprised if they were to pull a deal tomorrow see his brother brady plays there i think brady could potentially be like okay trade me there or, or portray get him here whatever it takes right and they, they've been rumored to be wanting to move the 7th overall pick for an impact forward. I think Matt Kachuk fits that bill. And it probably isn't just the 7th overall pick, but I think it'd be more than that. But I still definitely could see it. Jacob Chikrin, though, 
I would not. I think we could see a Chickering for the twelfth pick that the Jackets have tomorrow. I think that's a strong possibility. He doesn't want to be there. The, but uh, and like Arizona's rebuilding, he doesn't want to be a part of a rebuild. I've heard this rumor for a bit. I also think the LA Kings could be interested, although with the Fiala deal, I don't know if they can do it because they did give up their first round pick for Kevin Fiala last week, I believe it was. Anyways, Alex Brinkett now. I don't think Brinkett is going to get traded during the draft. I think it's more likely to happen during the free agency period. But if we are talking about teams to watch, I would put the Devils and the Flyers as my two biggest pieces teams I could see. Um, I think the Devils could offer up pick two. I think the Flyers could offer up pick five, realistically. Um, but yeah, that's just a couple teams to watch out for. Connor Garland, I'm going to put him on here just because I think him or Miller is going to get traded. Maybe even Tanner Pearson too. But I think one of Garland or Miller will get traded. And teams I've heard him link to are the Kraken. I've heard the Devils. I've heard the Senators. So we're not getting pick two and fifteen for for or pick fifteen and Garland for pick two possibility, but I doubt it. Kraken, I don't really think we'd get pick four from them for that. Well, maybe I don't know. Sens, would we do Garland for seven? I doubt they would do that. So. We'll see. Josh Anderson, I've heard get thrown around. I've heard the Sens get thrown in. I've heard the Islanders, um, and some other players to watch vote for. I've have I listed Matt Dumba just because Minnesota's in a cap crunch, obviously, as I've stated before. John Gibson might not want to be in Anaheim anymore. Teams need goalies: Cough, Cough, Leafs, and Oilers. Could see them swinging deal for him. Martin Nietzsche's. Carolina needs to resign players. They might look at moving him out just to go be able to resign those players, even though he is a restricted free agent as well. I put Pierre Pierre Luc Dubois on here as well. Do I really see him be getting traded? Probably not. Probably not till next year. But he says he wants to hit the open market in twenty twenty four. So we'll see. I have put Christian Dvorak on here because I've heard rumors about him for number seven. Maybe uh, Jeff Petrie. I put on here. Heard his name bunch just a lot of Montreal players on here honestly uh Jesper Brad I've thrown on here heard him to Vancouver rumors I've heard that they might not have the money to resign him whatever so he might be gone Tyson Berry I put on here Oilers need to move out some money no better way to do that you move off Barry I don't think they really need and I put Sergey Borovsky on here I doubt he gets traded during the draft Honestly, these last couple guys I've, I've listed, highly unlikely they'll get tra- traded during the draft, unless it's Jesper Bratt or Nijez for Miller. The only That's the only guys I could see getting moved. Um, Bobrovsky I put on here because the Panthers are in a cap hell. They don't need to be paying Sergey Bobrovsky $10 million. They could move him out with a routine salary to go get so And maybe Spencer Knight, they think Spencer Knight is ready to take the number one job. We'll see. Now, for picks that I could be in play, I put number two from New Jersey. Lots of different rumors flying there. I put number six and number 12 from Columbus, although I don't think six will probably move. I think it's more likely that number 12 gets moved. Um, If it does, if it either do. Uh, number seven from the Sens, I think they've been long rumored to be maybe wanting to move the pick for an impact forward. 
could definitely see it. I put the Canucks pick at 15th. Do I really think we'll move it? Probably not, but I've, there's always the rumors that we might do it, so I put it down here. And I've heard the fifth overall at Flyers. They're maybe not sold on keeping it. I'm not sure. But top, trades in the top 10 on draft day are very rare. The only one, well, I can think of the Canucks one last year when we traded for OEL and Garland, and we traded pick nine for that and all of our shit contracts, but we'll see. Doesn't doesn't happen that often. So on to my bold predictions part of it. Now I'm trying to rush through this because it's getting late and I don't want to do this much longer. <laughs> Number one, I have JT Miller being traded to the New Jersey Devils for a package that includes the second overall pick. I don't think this is going to happen. I think it's bold, very, very bold. And he's definitely going to get traded at some point during this offseason. Probably tomorrow is my guess. But this one comes on draft day. New Jersey has wanted him for a while. And I feel like a package centered around Jesper Pratt is more likely than Miller being traded for the second overall pick. So that's kind of what I see happening more likely. So that's why I call it a bold take that Miller goes to New Jersey for the second overall pick. My second one is Matt Kachuk to the Senators. Like I said, I've heard nothing on this. Matt Kachuk's name just I've barely heard today now. I think the Sens definitely want to move this pick if they acquire an impact forward. Kachuk is an impact forward, right? And if he wants out of Calgary, Calgary would probably be smart to move him before he potentially hits a UFA next year if he only wants his qualifying offer. And obviously, Brady Kachuk is going to push for the Sens to make a trade for him, right? Like, it's his brother. You need fans in the building, too. And what better way to advertise the team than have two brothers on it? So, and I'm going to throw this out there too. My brother texted me this one. Keep an eye out on a Brady, or Matt Kachuk, sorry, for a Vlad Tarasenko swap. Tarasenko wants out of St. Louis. He's wanted out for like a year now. Kachuk is from St. Louis. Could be something to keep an eye on. I doubt it, but look out for that. Number three, I have the, uh, my bold predictions list. I have the Flyers dealing the fifth overall pick for Alex Brinkett. Don't think it's going to happen. I don't think, the, like, I've heard the Flyers would be willing to move the fifth overall pick for Debrinkett, but, the, and that's why I mentioned it in my bold takes. I don't think it's probably going to happen. I think the Flyers will keep the pick, but they could, I guess, make a trade for Debrinkett in the offseason. But I, well, no, if they don't trade for him tomorrow, I don't think they trade for him at all. Um, and then I have Jacob Chickering being traded to the Blue Jackets for pick for package that's either pick six or pick twelve. <clears throat> it's been talks around twelve. I've heard for Chick like I've heard the Blue Jackets and Coyotes are talking about pick twelve, and I I've heard Chickering's name been thrown in there, and I could see it being six instead if they if they want Chikrin, but I probably would say it's going to be 12. Coyotes want to move him to continue their rebuild. He doesn't want to be part of another rebuild. So I think he's going to get moved, whether it's during free agency or tomorrow or the next day, even on day two of the draft. I have the Jackets taking a D-man in my mock draft in, in Mint, Mintyukov. 
so why not just trade the pick for a guy who's already D, who's D man right left shot? That's what you're getting in Mintyukov. If I don't care if I'm saying his name wrong, he's already proven at the NHL level. Chikrin is, and he actually kind of fits their timeline. He's 25, 26, I believe. So maybe even 24, but and he's on a cheap team friendly deal. Uh, I could I definitely see the fit there. And my last bold take. Yeah, I have Slavkovsky going first over right. And they're actually meeting with him one last time tomorrow morning, which is a little bit interesting. Slavkovsky, they are meeting, the Habs are meeting with him. So, and Wright has always been tabbed the consensus number one pick in this draft. So if he falls to number two, it would be wild. I think NHL Twitter would blow up over it tomorrow. But um, yeah, that is my NHL draft preview episode i don't think i really have anything more to talk about be on the lookout for an nhl off-season vid pod though that's probably my next episode is my nhl free agency one so you got this far thanks for listening peace out